Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is CM Alexander with the news. Last week's solar eclipse created a panic as the horizons along the path of the eclipse took on the appearance of a map painting. After this brush with madness, these town folk are still canvassing the distance. You're listening to Dairy Public Radio. This is Dairy Public Radio. Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio, a bi-weekly Stephen King Book Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, CM Alexander, alongside Joshua Kahn. Hey, everybody. Benjamin Graham. Hey, concert readers. And today we are covering Dolores Claiborne, the movie, and we are covering this because of Michelle. Michelle Devane from Patreon. This is all your fault. <laughs> that was so accusatory. <laughs> <laughs> For making us watch this wonderful no, movie. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, just about to say it's a very aggressive way to, uh, it's an aggressive to introduce movie. <laughs> a movie that I feel like we all enjoy. Well, maybe enjoyed isn't the right word. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting way ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, and Josh is leading our discussion. Am I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, um, guys, I, I, this movie, let's just say this movie's acted terrifically, and mm, it's a, yeah. a great movie. Yes. That's it for this episode of Dairy Movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to talk about this because this adaptation, there, I was so nervous about it. It was my first time seeing it. CM, you've seen it before, Ben? No, I had not. Okay. So coming from the book, we talked about how it's all done in this interrogation style. So I was super nervous knowing that the adaptation was not going to be able to tell the story the same way. And we, I feel like we have a healthy mix of wanting our adaptations to stay true to the spirit of the story and not necessarily have to follow it beat by beat. We're all on the same page on that, right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm very excited to get into <laughs> all the things they kind of changed and altered. First things first, I just want to kick things off with that very first scene where we see Vera going down the stairs. What a way to start off a movie. What did you guys think of that opening scene? The fact that they were able to pull off the the immediate effect of an old woman falling down the stairs graphically in a way that didn't make me laugh. Which is I uh, felt the same way. A good good step in the right direction because yeah. it's so easy to turn that into a pratfall. Yes, but no, immediately like and, and I like that they made it so it is a mystery. Yeah, off the top. I was somehow, despite how great her falling scene is, I was more anxious about Dolores just going through the kitchen and destroying everything in the kitchen, trying to find what she ultimately grabbed, which is the rolling pin. Something about her in that scene was really unsettling. The panic that's all over her face as she's tearing apart the kitchen looking for this weapon. The, the one thing I will say is that the soundtrack in this scene mm-hmm. is a little 90s. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it made me like, she, she starts Vera Falls, and in this first scene, we don't see the full the full events of what happened. Yeah. We don't see the conversation that happens between Vera and Dolores. But the whole time it's happening and she's rushing around and it is very tense, but it is very blustery. It, it made me go, who the fuck did the soundtrack? <laughs> Danny Elfman? And I looked it up. <laughs> and Danny Elfman did the soundtrack. <laughs> and it is a little distracting in this first scene. It's very nostalgic for me. So yeah. I just, I was like, mm, yeah, getting real Batman vibes. And that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and CM, you pointed out as we were watching it that it, watching the mail carrier come in to catch her red-handed, no. a much better way to introduce this yeah, conflict. I, I had to admit that it was okay that he came in the way he did, <laughs> uninvited. It pulled off well visually. I also want to say, too, Josh, you mentioned being nervous because it's not the interrogation style, which I understood. And, and it did not suffer not being that, in my opinion. And I think we all probably feel similarly. But Kathy Bates could have, if they had done that, yeah. it would have been just as amazing. <laughs> I, I fully, after after watching this, I fully believe this movie could have been just about anything. And Dolores and uh, <laughs> Kathy Bates would have pulled it off. 
She is so good. Was it weird watching someone else portray Dolores, Ben? <laughs> Listen, it, it's it was just a gig for me, you know. <laughs> but this is this is a part Dolores uh, that Kathy Bates was meant to play. <laughs> now let's get to the first major change because after she's taken into custody, custody. <laughs> after she's taken into custody, we're introduced to Selena. And she is a major part of the story. And she is it. There are no other siblings, is <laughs> yes. what I mean by that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, no siblings for her and no children for Vera. And that, all of that's fine, I think, because yeah. it just, it, the movie was two hours and 11 minutes long. It did not need to be any longer. <laughs> it didn't need to be that long. No, yeah, it could have been a little shorter. <laughs> How did you guys feel? We'll get into the specifics, but from the jump, seeing Selena is going to be a big contributor to the story. Because I made a note that she said, Selena, no thank you. I She's played by Jennifer Jason Lee. The adult Selena is, and I apologize, I don't know the name of the child Selena. Uh, Ellen Moose, thank I you. believe. Uh, she's the main, uh, she plays, uh, oh, Frankie? Is that her name? In it's Dead Like Selena. Me? Anyway. I liked that Selena had a voice in this adaptation because of what she's been through. I think it's kind of empowering for her to have an opportunity to take a more active role in mm. the movie version. So I thought that was kind of cool. Jennifer Jason Lee, for me personally, is an actress who I think does, in the very few things I've seen her in, does a really amazing job. And I don't know if it's just because I always see her playing a character who is a little bit abrasive. She, to me, is just a little bit abrasive. And, I, and we kind of talked about this during the movie. I don't know how much of it was her playing it that way because there's so much just tension between her and Dolores Claiborne or if that's just kind of her style so she gets roles that that fits with. So I was a little torn on and I think the only time I really felt that I might have liked to see it different was this awesome scene we'll get to with the lady who played Vera just killing oh, it. Yeah. Like, okay, I, I would have liked more of these two ladies. Honestly, I think Jennifer Jason Lee fucking kills it. Knocks mm -hmm. it out of the park in this movie. I, I think the abrasiveness, which is, you know, fair enough, is central to the character. Like, mm -hmm. she does an amazing job of showing the, the trauma that yeah. this character has lived through. And maybe even a little more than the book, because mm -hmm. we get so much it, it turns selena into from in the book she's kind of removed from the story because dolores keeps her at arm's length so that she never learns all of the things that she did whereas in this selena finding out and her reaction to dolores's actions mm -hmm. is really the big central conflict almost yeah yeah and i think i'm having a hard time with this because I think it's coming from the book to the movie that because I know all the aspects of this story, I know everything that happens and the way and while it is a very real thing for people who experience trauma to blank it out and block it entirely, there's something frustrating about her, the way she treats Dolores like she's a terrible mother because she she says pretty early on that she barely remembers anything about her dad, just that her mom killed him. Mm -hmm. And that was just uh, you want to you want to be like, no, Selena, you I know the truth. Yeah, yeah. Like, you want you want that. But it's well, so important. That's to the that. conflict of the movie <laughs> is that that gap between the uh, between them. Yeah, I think, Josh, you and I were effectively abrased <laughs> so the movie and the actress did a good job of pulling that off but it does it does make you feel very uncomfortable because mm. you know what's happening mm. and to see selena's just how much she struggles and how much it worse it seems in the movie than in the book yeah is really hard the, i had to well, watch a cartoon after this movie <laughs> yeah, I, I had to go home and binge watch the rest of Peacemaker to feel better <laughs> about myself. No, oh, God. I, you made a really I'm good sorry. point, and I was going to... What What did you... Uh, I was saying that the they pulled off being abrasive and that tension, like her not knowing affecting yeah. us. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was just going to say, like, yeah, they, they pull it off so well, and it, it's maybe the biggest problem I have with the movie is it is 
borderline misery porn. Like, it is just the whole movie. Everyone is so upset the whole time. Mm. There, there are no, like, light moments, really. You're, like, desperate for those laughs. Like, whenever Did- something, like, you can get a chuckle and you're like, ah, thank God. Yeah, it, it's just, it's, I think that's part of why it's easy to look at uh, Selena's performance and being like, wow, this is really tough. And it's, well, look at the source material, <laughs> is what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. I guess. As someone who loves horror movies, and I'm totally into watching people being, like, brutalized and blood and guts and monsters mm. and stuff is amazing. It's this real-life tension and horror and drama that, for me personally, can be harder to watch. So... There are two things that we get very early on that we see Selena's career. Somebody mysteriously faxes her the fact that her mom's been arrested. She goes to the island. John C. Riley's there. I was hoping that was one of the things we get. (laughs) Yeah. Thoughts on John C. Riley? I great. Yeah, I you guys. Well, mostly just you, Josh. You have this look that I'm not sure what your thoughts are. I thought he did amazing. Is I love seeing, so John C. Reilly has become such a kind of typecast mm-hmm. actor now, so it's really cool to watch the early stuff in his career. It's all, It reminded me of when um, Michael Rooker was Alan Pangborn, Yeah, and we were like, no, <laughs> that's not who Michael Rooker is. I wanted him and Selena to fall in love. <laughs> was that just me? Anybody else feel any that been chemistry? Nice. They had a little spark. He I was, a, he's... I'm a shipper. I can't. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I think that's just the natural charisma of a John C. Riley. Yeah. 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 Funny dudes. And way to commit to the main accent is so fucking tough. He did great. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone is is uh, doing well, except for Selena, uh, which fair. She mm-hmm. escaped. She she would have you know worked to lose the accent. But mm. yeah. Yeah. For a main accent that is so difficult to do without sounding like a cartoon, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely Aya. crushed it. <laughs> Aya. Aya. There's a moment where Selena picks Dolores up from the police station and she has to be told that it's Selena because it, that's we get mm. that. It's been oh, so long since they've seen each other. That hurt my heart for both of them. Yeah. It, it sets the tone for their relationships. Mm. So it, it, that is the point where I went because this is what I meant when you know, I, I felt like their relationship in the movie is more clear than in the book. Mm-hmm is this moment feels like a punch to the stomach Mm. where it's so clearly in so little words shows you how estranged they are, how strained their relationship is that she doesn't even recognize her daughter. I feel like this movie does a great job of just showing all of that. It doesn't Mm. tell us. It doesn't Mm. beat us over the head with it. It's a very, very classy way to do that. Mm -hmm. And they take... Dolores home, the, which she hasn't been for the past like three years. She said that she's mm-hmm. barely come back. She's lived at Vera's and it's got all the windows are broken. People have broken in and messed with the furniture and spray painted it. Just it's disgusting what they've done to her place. Can we add real quick to that? I could not give you any examples, but I do remember in this movie and I feel like it's mainly Kathy Bates and sometimes John C. Riley. There are some funny moments that made me chuckle because mm. Kathy Bates as Dolores is so good that when she says certain things, it's like the character has actually come to life mm-hmm. right in front of my eyes. And it's some of those more like sassy things. It's it's funny because it it's is... the moments that in the book that so frequently make me go, <laughs> have Stephen has Stephen King heard people speak? <laughs> and, and so many of his like little king isms mm-hmm. that just put in Kathy Bates' mouth is like, oh yeah. Okay. I I loved all of those moments because it it was a moment where I could chuckle and I was otherwise just crying. The rest of this movie is so hard to to watch emotionally that, like I said, I'm sorry, I can't tell you what she did that was funny, but there were some great things in there. Uh, Just that she says boogery several times (laughs) and is is able to pull it off in an endearing way. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was so great. Once they get into the house, they that's when the transitions start where mm-hmm. we have, we switch to the past before mm-hmm. Joe was killed. And they do those transitions so clever yes. and so seamless. And then watching Kathy Bates play Dolores now and Dolores then, they're two very different people, but at the core, the same person. And that is such a hard feat to pull off. And she does it seamlessly and great 
makeup effects mm-hmm. to make her look older. Okay, the several times she she's talking about working with Vera and the the hardship of doing this hard work that she does over the years. And they talk about how she has working working hands. And there are several shots where they show close-ups of just her hands. I think those are an old dude's Those hand. are an old man's <laughs> hands, right? Yeah, yeah. oh, absolutely. Because they, they show her, and she's about to hold up her hands, and then you cut to a close-up of them. Of and then you cut back the to her hands. face as like, nice. that Because Kathy Bates' hands do not look like <laughs> old man's hands. Like, literally could not have been from a... Could not have been from the same person in a million years. Let's talk about the uh, the hatchet incident. Oh, because this scene is incredible. It's incredibly paced and incredibly acted. The moment when her and Joe are talking and she sees that his pants are split and she laughs and I laughed. And then I remembered what was going to happen next. And I got real sad. This was mean because we know how this ends but because they have that moment where like like you said you laugh and then you're like ah fuck but then he's laughing and he's mm. kind of joking with her and he like bends over and he, he's the and actors legitimately spreads his butt just <laughs> far too much right but he's the the guy seems like joe seems really into this moment like they're just having yeah. a fun time and and then i thought oh okay are they gonna change this is he not gonna be as abusive or something so then when he out of fucking nowhere hits her with that block of wood it hurt more than it hurt in the book because they had tricked me a little bit into thinking wait is something different he seems he seems fine he seems normal the speed just got me the speed and the brutality made it so much worse to see in her reaction you read about it and she played it exactly how you read about it mm-hmm. but seeing it with your eyeballs just so and sometimes we have the opposite reaction sometimes there's just more on the page mm-hmm. that is is more effective as a reader but for some reason and i think it's because it's fucking kathy bates i'm sorry yeah. I, uh, I and the direction yeah. the, the direction is truly like really fantastic mm-hmm. especially in this part when after joe is sitting and gloating to selena about dolores running off her mouth there's this ex this this just too long of a shot of a close-up of joe (laughs) sitting in his chair and i turn to you guys and go i really wish just in the middle of this shot (laughs) yeah the creamer would just be whipped at the side and as i'm saying it (laughs) the creamer just gets smashed upside his head and we all cheered it was (laughs) it's and this also, this moment happens with such speed mm-hmm. that it was alarming because she smashes it, holds the hatchet up, Selena runs downstairs, and the way it worked for the adaptation, she hides the axe and steps in the way so she can't see anything. And when she goes back upstairs and they, they have that, you know, this is the last time you hit me, blah, 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 blah. And then when he threatens her back, the she lobs the axe into his lap and in the same, before the axe has fully rested, she is on her knees in front of him, head bared to him. You can see the two actors shaking with rage, terror. It, it felt like such an amazingly real moment. It felt like the way I imagine all of us feel like whatever I was feeling inside of me, they were putting on the screen and it was so, it was such a connected moment watching. It was so cool. Yeah. It was just electric. The, I I can't imagine what that must've felt like on set. You know, it's one Mm -hmm. of those magic moments that you just kind of wish you could see firsthand. Couldn't have felt good. No, couldn't, but it's the, (laughs) I know that I can feel being on set that day. Like, cameras roll everyone gets up and being like i have to go lay down yeah sure i mean i've done my fair share of acting nothing anyone would care about but there are just those moments that you you know you get that take and it's just you feel that moment of we really captured something and i I hope that they both, when Cut was called, that they felt they nailed it because they absolutely did. Josh, people care about you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't sell yourself short on our podcast. Everybody watch Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Another big change that I really enjoyed, the cop investigating Vera's death is the same cop that investigated Joe's death. Nice touch. Yeah. 
That guy was so the actor. I hated him so much. <laughs> uh, but he it was, was such a that good guy detective. was someone, right? Yeah, I know. I I also uh, agree that having one solid through line of the cop, you know, uh, trying to get the truce instead of a surprise third act Scotsman. Uh, <laughs> His name is Christopher Plummer. Christopher oh, Plummer. Christopher yeah, 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 yeah. Plummer. I, yes. I want to show you this fucking handsome bastard. <laughs> Look at that. Damn, dude. Yeah, That's Chris- a handsome young man. Yeah. You guys might recognize him most recently from Knives Out, if you saw that. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. Oh, yeah. The movie with Benoit Blanc that we compared <laughs> the Scotsman to that we were just talking oh my about. God. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> Uh, this detective did remind me a lot of uh, I made the joke about the detective in Apt Pupil, mm-hmm. the, the Nazi hunter, because there's a scene where Celine is in a bar and he saddles up next to her and it's just saying I've, I've closed 85 out of 86 murder investigations to my uh, satisfaction, my satisfaction. Mm-hmm. like he's just some fucking super cop. He he is. And I hate to give him that credit because I hate it. Because he's wrong. Well, he's wrong <laughs> about that one, but I well, no, he's wrong about the one now, but he wasn't wrong about it before. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> but still, uh, that was um it was also really great to build up the this, you know, super cop because mm-hmm. it also was very satisfying when he's foiled. Oh I thought great. it was interesting that a huge part of the plot, I think, was he is the one who got Selena to come back. He's the one who sent her the anonymous mm. facts with the front page of Dolores being arrested. Why? Because he, <laughs> he thought that she was a tool to get Dolores either to confess. In the flashbacks when he's interrogating her, right? he can tell some like she's not being honest. Well, he thinks she's not being honest. She is upset about so much more than... Right. What he thinks is going on. So he's picking up on something from her. And so that's what he has has probably stuck in his mind and what he's going to try to use in this current situation. Okay, that makes sense. Because, yeah, in in the moment uh, in the movie, when Selena turns to him, goes, it was you. You were the one that sent that note. And he's like, yeah, I gotcha. I was like, (laughs) well, good one. Ben, his plan worked until the end towards the end when she gets the tape because she was not she wasn't gonna like out her mom but she was not on her side necessarily the the cop also detective Mackie is his name he finds little ways to just poke at Dolores every time they have interactions too he he does not go after her but it's just all this like subtle stuff they they get a chance to go back to Vera's house because all of Dolores' stuff's there Mm -hmm. and so of course she has to go upstairs so he has to be investigating the (laughs) stairs and the Mm -hmm. crime scene just to be inconvenient basically to be in control yeah yeah and she gets stuff and all she wants is the scrapbook of all of selena's articles Mm -hmm. it's in vera's room because she used to read them to vera and he flips shit about her walking in there then she throws a bedpan at him and i thought that was great it was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) like asks if uh the bedpan is evidence (laughs) <laughs> he says yes, and she just throws it at him. Like, yeah, all right. And um, and here's where we find out that fear is a broke bitch, guys. <laughs> I felt real bad for how poor Vera is because we find out that she left Dolores all mm. of her money, a measly one point six million. I, I always think this is really funny when movies or TV changes something because they're like, oh, this other thing would be way too unrealistic. Yeah. It's a movie. <laughs> Why bother? What's the difference between her getting one million and thirty million dollars? Maybe it's the size of the house. Like yes. <laughs> that's uh, that explanation made sense in my head, but, but I realized as I said set. it out loud that it didn't make any sense because the way the house is described and how lavish and luxurious it is is one level in this book, whereas, you know, when it comes to practically shooting it, mm-hmm. yes, that's a really nice place, but it is not a millions of millions place as it's kind of built up in the book. I now, guess. <laughs> this Another, yet another departure from uh, the format of the source material is at this point, we find out what happened with Vera. Mm -hmm. It's not saved for the end. Now we get to it and we see the relationship between them as Vera as at her worst. Mm -hmm. And 
I loved the relationship between the two of these actors. It was so this because we see it backwards because we see Vera at her worst before we Mm -hmm. get the scenes earlier. And you can just feel that connection between them of, of Dolores taking care of her and she has some lucid time and in her lucid time, she's taking shots at her, which is great. She accuses her. She accuses Dolores of poisoning. her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, we find out that Vera has just this heartbreaking line where she is telling Dolores that she'll never feel better. Mm. And it's so hopeless. And this is where we make a change that Vera committed suicide or was trying to commit suicide. And it was Dolores stopping her because when we see it at the top of the show, we see shadows struggling mm-hmm. at the top. Now we see in in full detail that Dolores was trying to stop her from throwing herself down the stairs. What did you guys think about that change? I missed it. I didn't realize <laughs> she was trying to throw herself down the stairs. And I feel silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just what people do on the island. Is they, <laughs> they shoot guns and they throw themselves, they throw down, themselves down the stairs. <laughs> I, I had two thoughts about this. The first one, we have to go back about a minute to where uh, Dolores is working with Vera. And we get kind of a very shortened version of the, the poop war mm-hmm. uh, where Dolores just tells her, you know, I'm going to get you on this bedpan, whatever. But then she sets Vera up into a chair and Vera's complaining about something. And Dolores, in a single throwaway line, goes, well, why don't you get up and go get it? We both know you can. Mm-hmm. That I was cool. missed that. Uh, which made me go, ah, I like that. Because that's a that's a cool, like, yeah. wink at what's coming up. Anyway, my second thought was as Vera is, is fighting her way to the stairs to throw her way down, Dolores grabs her from behind, causing Vera to bite her, which, why wouldn't you show that to the cops? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that well, looks granted, like a defensive wound. <laughs> it, yeah, it could be. But still, it's something you feel like would be brought up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> I guess I was so connected to the book and that she was like in a psychotic state mm. that I didn't realize what she was doing was intentional. That, and I'm sorry, because I didn't realize that. That's the only thing I can share about it. <laughs> no, that's fine. What did you guys think about... Because we saved the Joe reveal until the very end, because this this story is about Selena and Dolores. The story is not mm-hmm. about Dolores. So how did that feel to you guys getting this arc kind of wrapped up when we got it in the reverse way in the book? Were we like 45 minutes in at this point (laughs) to the movie? I mean, it happens pretty early. Honestly, it felt it it made the movie's pace feel weird to me just because it was different from what I expected. So I don't know if that's fair to judge it for. No, I, I understand. I think at first I didn't like it because I really enjoyed how we talked about that Vera's how Vera dies is put into great reference by what happened with mm-hmm. Joe. But, you know, that's when I realized that this isn't a, this movie isn't about Dolores. It's about Dolores and Selena. Yeah. And not even about what she did to Joe, mm-hmm. because that is Joe and Vera's deaths and Vera and Dolores's relationship take a backseat to Dolores and Selena. Now uh, we're going to start getting into the uncomfortable area because up next we have the fairy scene where Dolores picks up Selena from the hotel that she's been working part-time and they have the confrontation on the ferry. How did you guys feel about how that is translated? The scene interrupts itself and normally I'd be upset by that because it removes that tension you feel building right at the point where it's about to boil over. But I was grateful for it because it was so hard to watch. So I think if they wanted to be really brutal, they could have not cut into that. But they, you don't... And if you've never read the book, you don't quite realize what's happening mm-hmm. yet. And they save even more for even later. But she's having this conversation with Selena and Selena's getting upset, but not over the edge just yet. And she sees a necklace that Selena's wearing and she's like, where did you get that? And made a connection. I didn't quite understand watching mm-hmm. it in the moment. It's like, wait, what's going on? Because the next scene, it, she's looking at the bank books. It very suddenly cuts. It, it goes from where did you get this necklace and she makes a face as though she's having this revelation 
but it is not told to us. And I, at, at this point, Josh, you were like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, she just, I, I guess she just made a real big logical leap that the this necklace and meant that, you know, she was being yeah. abused and that they just m- m- were trying to make it. So we made that leap with her. The movie wants us to, for a while, think Dolores' motivation was the financial piece, Mm. and then that her motivation might have been something that possibly happened to Selena, but we don't know for sure, and then it comes back to all of that, and it's like, oh, yeah, something really did happen, which, again, is interesting. They really draw out that whole situation, I felt like. Speaking of the bank scene, uh, this might be nothing, (laughs) but- we have we have Dolores taking the book to the bank because she's going to uh, she's checking on the money is what we think she's doing because we don't find out till later that she was going to take it all and leave. And we have pretty much the same scene from the book mm-hmm. where he says it's been closed out, all the stuff. And she pulls it out. And that's when it occurred to me, how long has it been since she put money in it? If I thought he did that recently. OK. Yeah. It seemed like that was all very recent stuff that happened. Okay, I, uh, that was because I imagine maybe she, it was just some of the just the dialogue. It was said weird. Her entries looked pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, that makes sense. So it must have been like a one of those week prior things mm-hmm. or something like that. So after the spank scene, that's is that when we flash back to the rest of this conversation? Yes, but we we don't get the full admission from Selena. It's still kind of left ambiguous, like Dolores states you know he's been at you hasn't he and selena's kind of freaking out and denying it she's like don't touch me so you see dolores making that connection but there's no definitive yeah there's no confirmation yes did that i can't tell if that bothered me or not that dolores never she doesn't get the how far joe's taken it because when (laughs) the next scene that we'll talk about is her and vera having the conversation which is amazing she doesn't know they did it for the structure, I guess, because yeah. we, Selena herself, doesn't remember and we don't get the full picture of what's been going on until towards the end of the movie. So I think it was mainly a structural decision. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, I liked that Yeah, I'm not moment. sure if I, yeah, it was, again, it, I think it's because they changed the focus. They sure. had to figure out a way to make this, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say bigger because it's already pretty, pretty big. But yeah. I guess that would undercut the... A lot of this movie is done in service to the Selena finally remembers scene. Mm -hmm. And it feels like the structure was start here and work backwards to develop this story because as much as I loved the her opening up to her mom and and having this candid conversation, I guess that would undercut the fact that she will eventually tell us in her memory... Kind of. So, yeah, Yeah. I guess. Apparently, I didn't follow the structure of this movie well enough until we're... That's why I was excited to talk to you guys about it, because so much of this felt so off. But as we talk about it, I can see the smart choices. Yeah, all their changes make sense. It's just so... Because the book was so good, I think, it's hard. (laughs) And the movie is so good. It's like, these things are good, but different. And usually, that doesn't always mean they're both equally as good. I feel about this the same way I felt about the book, where, like I said, it is, I'll say, plot light. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not really, not a lot happens. It is about how all of these characters feel about what happened and, like, survive with what happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) No, you're right. It's a very dramatic movie. Yes. It is like it's not often that we have to just we are fine just pausing a movie to take a second. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about Vera and uh, Dolores's breakdown in this conversation, because this was another top notch scene. We hadn't really gotten much of the actress playing Vera up to this point. We'd we gotten we had the you know, her death and everything, and she did a really great job. But there was something about this scene for me, watching these two women talk to each other. And in the book, Vera's very matter of fact and, and really cool. Like it serves her character well. But the actress, as she's explaining, like sometimes 
husbands have accidents, she has tears just standing in her eyes. So she's a very emotional about it, but she's still very hard. And you can see instantly her reacting to this side of Dolores that she has never seen. And for as much as you see of her dismissing people and um, being really cruel, to see her have such a important and powerful connection that she's like, something is wrong with her and she gets her to talk about it. That is the moment where I was like, okay, I, I get it and it's cool. It's more about Selena, but these two ladies together, I would watch them for hours. It was phenomenal. And I did like that that gave up the opportunity for Vera. Vera is the one who just basically says, because she's wanting Dolores to tell her and she keeps asking and Dolores keeps skirting the question and it's at one point vera says it just yells at her has he fucked her Mm -hmm. and that moment like just hits you because this is everything that we know about vera that's not something that vera would say Mm -hmm. those words or that tone and we see her break all of that for this important moment i thought it was outstanding now let's get to the eclipse the day (laughs) of the eclipse because this shit is amazing (laughs) I love every single shot of the Dolores's dooryard mm-hmm. in this whole segment leading up to the confrontation with Joe because everything is shot so dreamlike. In the book, we get the description of her looking out over the island and seeing all of the boats out in the bay and how strange and surreal it feels. Everything they do, from the lighting to the very weird, like, 50s movie-looking sound stage that it is shot on. It looked like Psycho. And, yeah, like, the like, sound of music. and like It all looks the... like a Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. What I love about it is that, as we're talking about this, the you're right, you're absolutely right, the, the tonal shift to just all of your senses as you're watching this lets you know you are in for something different because earlier we see that uh, Selena and Dolores had an argument and she's chasing her and Dolores accidentally steps on a piece of the wood covering the well. Uh, I loved that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nice and subtle. She doesn't even talk about it again. And then we have the moment we've been waiting for Dolores gets Joe drunk and she sets him off about getting the money and that the bank gave her all the money back. And he's doing such a good job. I wanted to punch him. Uh, he's <laughs> so hateable. It, it's uh, another testament that every all of the actors in this movie, mm-hmm. I think, are knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And Joe goes at her and starts mm-hmm. throwing her around and she runs. And we talked about how cartoonish it was described in the book. But seeing it in action, the way Dolores leaps just far enough to get to the other side and Joe goes crashing through the top of the well was amazing. I think something just occurred to me. <laughs> and I'm very excited because we keep talking about these action pieces about how fast and how brutal they are. And I think it really stands out because the choices they've made to make the rest of it so static. Mm-hmm. So uh, most everything else is steady cams, talking heads, hmm. not a lot of motion. But when they put motion in, the way it Joe, pops. like yeah. when he crashes through, he like manages to cling on to a beam and he like wraps around it. Like he swings violently mm-hmm. as he crashes through it. And he's calling out to her for help and he sees that look that's says I'm not going to help you and he starts yelling for help and then that beam breaks and he just drops. And again, I I hate that the most I have to say about this movie is it looks so good. <laughs> it, it's so hard for me to describe. I don't want to just like describe every shot in it's the movie surreal. I loved. These parts are surreal. But yeah, yeah, the Joe hanging in the well there are these reverse shots of uh dolores and the bright because this is all filmed in like daylight it looks like Mm -hmm. but with just enough shadow and like this red tinge in the air and the eclipse yeah behind her head like a halo it's all so um (laughs) heightened it's like in a movie yeah. that is very not it, it's a very stylized movie for a movie that is acted so naturally i didn't want it to be longer but 
I, I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about, because I would have loved to see Kathy Bates do this. And, and the part about her dealing with his death all night and coming mm-hmm. back to the well. And I don't think it was a mistake not to include it. It's just one of those things, like as, as a fan of the story, you know, everybody's going to miss something. I missed that. Yeah. Well, I guess that, that kind of brings me to the the more abstract thing, I guess, I wanted to talk to you guys about is what is the book about? And what is the movie about? Like, what what are because they're trying to say something from the same source material, but I feel like they're trying to say different things. Yeah, we 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 don't just switch the focus from the the two women Vera and Dolores. We switch them to the other two women, Dolores and Selena. So it's a mother daughter relationship from the companion relationship, and all of these ways to show that despite how different Dolores and Vera are, they are very much alike. And it it does change the message a lot. And I part of me is like, actually, that's really cool because if I want that f- friendship with quotes piece, I go to the book. And if I want something that speaks more about that mother daughter relationship, I go to the movie. So it's like you get both the best the best of both worlds. Yeah, in a way. I I feel like I feel like the book was about. Being hard, being it, it was more about womanhood and the things you have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And the the movies about trauma and healing and the things we do to protect our loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that feels a lot better. Yeah, that was way smarter than anything I'm gonna say. So. <laughs> now let's let's talk about Selena on the ferry. Selena has decided that she has had enough with Dolores. She's set up a a lawyer for her and she's leaving her mom on the island. She has to get back to her life. And as she's leaving, she finds that Dolores has recorded a tape, which is (laughs) also starts off just hilariously adorable. I don't know if I'm going to do this right. (laughs) So if you're ever even going to hear this, because she presumes that Selena's not going to hear this until she's in Arizona, Arizona, but she finds it and she puts it into, into her tape deck, which for our younger listeners you used to have a cassette <laughs> in your car and she listens to so we do kind of get the interrogation confession which aspect. tells me Kathy Bates still would have nailed that movie <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and we that's how we're getting all this information mm-hmm. we're getting it as Selena's getting it and Selena's on the ferry and she's buying a cup of coffee and she turns to her left and Joe is there and it's just another one of those amazing transitions that this movie does between times. And this scene is incredibly emotional and it is so hard <laughs> to talk about. Sorry, I laughed. Very I, hard to watch. Yes. I watched this when I was, when did this, I was a teenager and it had taken a certain point in my life until I, I did not remember, but I didn't understand and made a lot of weird child logic excuses to make what happened seem not like it was what happened. So when I watched this years and years ago, I was like, "Ooh, well, that's and I remember that scene and it stood out. And I hate to say this is the scene I remember primarily from the movie. I don't really remember anything else until we watched it. Watching this, having like come full circle and gone to therapy and stuff and dealt with all of that extremely hard like I feel so bad for the guy playing Joe to have to do that because I imagine he hated every moment of that scene that poor little girl to be part of that I'm sure they did everything they could to just protect her and make her feel okay but it's hard I was sort of removed from it too thinking about the actors Mm. having to deal with that and it's I think the most brutal thing that I have seen in a movie the most real and awful. And Ben, you're we're watching it and you're like, my eyes have to go to jail now. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It really makes you feel like you like feel like you're watching a little a girl crime. Be, yeah. yeah. Yes. It's it's bad. This scene, however, is immediately followed with the one point in the movie that I wish would have been the whole movie. Uh, or I wish they would have taken this one, the the idea behind this one scene and just quadrupled that direction. The scene in the mirror, the, it's a single <gasps> shot. Terrifying. God damn. Is she, okay, so Selena has this, this uh, she sees her and her father on this bench and she remembers what happens. And in her panic, she goes into the bathroom on the ferry and looks into the mirror and there is a single shot um, that is a, uh, it, well, it's a Rene Magritte painting. 
It's it's literally the one for one from a random name at Greek painting, but she is looking into the mirror and sees herself from behind. And it is so unnerving. And the the music is just like discordant and awful. It's it's stressful. It is it's an awful 30 seconds of movie. It's like the scene makes you want to puke. Yeah. Out there on the bench, uh, because the, to their credit for all of the tiptoeing around it, the movie has done this scene. They did not shy away from really the severity. Yeah. And so you're already so nauseous and then going and seeing that like something if that I wasn't going to puke, I'm going to puke. So now it's just fucked my brain. It was a perfect representation of her trauma because yeah. in this moment she doesn't have a face because she has been violated and her autonomy has been taken from her. So it's it was such a unique and unexpected way to see all of that with one visual and, technique. And, and what I was saying is I just I wish they would have just made the entire movie. We're going to put in as many just surreal mm-hmm. little what's the word I'm I, looking for? I, yeah, this I wish aesthetic. they would have. Yes, I wish they would have leaned into that now that you say that. I didn't yes. have that thought at the time, but you're saying that and I'm like, that would have made for, as, as good as it was anyway, God, that would have been cool. I might be able to rewatch it if it had that. I will never watch this no. again. <laughs> no, this, this is a good movie that I don't feel the need to rewatch. Yeah. Uh, from here, we go to Dolores in the interrogation room. This time, uh, the, the detective... Feels like he's got her dead to rights. She's waived her right for an attorney and they're just going to handle this in this room, presumably. Mm-hmm. And Selena charges in and just t- t- she, she takes the rest of the movie. OK, I figured it out. This is why I'm confused about Jennifer Jason Lee. She I wanted to see her because she makes the switch. She's defending her mom and I wanted to see her soften towards her. And she does like, you know, the actress does certain things that tell the audience that she is softening to her and she's coming around, but she still has that abrasive edge that I kind of wanted to see smoothed out a little more. I think, sorry, to go back to like 50 minutes ago. I think that's (laughs) for me, like what I was getting stuck on because she really does barge in here. Like I'm a journalist. I know enough that I'm just going to defend my mom right now. I I think it, it makes sense though, because if she softened, she wouldn't be like Dolores Claiborne's daughter. That's true. Dolores Claiborne is a hard woman. Okay. And she has raised a hard woman. You did it fine. Yeah, I I agree. That's right. (laughs) She verbally beats the shit out of this detective who has conveniently left out to the judge or whoever that, uh, he has, a. (laughs) A personal interest in this case. This he nailed this scene. Mm-hmm. He looked as heartbroken as Vera looked when she was talking about killing her husband. Mm-hmm. It it made this feel so important to him. And he seems like uh, he's blind in this moment, but he seems like otherwise a good detective. And I wanted to to root for him, but because I love Dolores, I was like, fuck that guy. Hmm. Wow, he's so affected by this. You <laughs> feel for that. And then in then CM closed her eyes and Selena and John C. Riley ran into each other's arms. Yeah. And, and the movie ended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we go to the ending where Selena is leaving and, uh, and Dolores and her are standing there on the dock and, and they say their goodbyes and we feel like it's so it's still very sad why couldn't it just be fucking happy it felt or was it just like me just being fucked up in my head like it felt still oh no it's still sad yeah because she's like i don't want to lose you again i I don't even know i don't even know what to say about it (laughs) it's nice because it's it doesn't have i feel like if they'd gone too far the other direction it would be an unbelievable ending yeah Mm. but the fact that this all this has done is we've left them with the door is open to mm-hmm. reconnect and we'll get there in time. But mm-hmm. there's no rush because it's not like Selena's going to drop her Just life in New York. Fucking come. rush for my sake so <laughs> I can be happy. <laughs> uh, and and that's uh, that's where we, we leave off with the movie. So what do you say we go around and, and rate this one? Ben, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, <laughs> this is a weird case where I feel... Okay, so 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 many of our movies, you know, benefit from us watching it together because, you know, (laughs) obviously it's more fun to watch movies with friends. Mm -hmm. This one, I feel (laughs) like I would have maybe enjoyed a little more by myself. (laughs) This is one, 
you need to be able to sit and ruminate on because it's not a fun movie. It is a rather unfun movie, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It gives me very 90s proto A24 movie vibes, which I'm into. All that said, a little boring. Uh, I'll give it a four out of five blue chambray shirts. I hated watching this movie, and I'll probably never be able to say that about a movie that I also think was very good and very well mm -hmm. done. It had some really awesome, cool moments. The acting was phenomenal. Kathy Bates is perfect. Unbelievable. She's just perfect. In everything. Yeah. As a person. I have to, I'm going to admit, Josh very kindly held my hand during the scene and I cried on the couch silently. Oh. And it's, ugh, it's so, this movie's brutal. It is fucking brutal. Five out of five blue chambray <laughs> shirts. <laughs> uh, I agree with everything both of you said. For, for the shit I gave making it more Selena's story than Dolores's, I, I did come around to Jennifer Jason Lee, and I did, I do really appreciate that this is one of those adaptations that we are taking the same source material and we're getting a whole nother story out of it and a whole nother way to look at it. But... It did not need to be <laughs> two hours and 11 minutes. Mm -hmm. And and really, yeah, I, I don't foresee myself watching this again. I will, however, watch the axe scene and the well scene again just sometime because they're so cool. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give it four out of five blue chambray shirts. That is it for this episode of Dairy Public Radio. As always, thank you for listening. Join us next time where we will be covering The Gunslinger and we will be reading through the way station. For Joshua Kahn and Benjamin Graham, I'm Sam Alexander reminding you, hell ain't something you get thrown into overnight. Real hell comes on you slow and steady as a line of wet winter sheets. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. Thank you for listening to Dolores Claiborne Part 3. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again to Michelle Devane for her pick. If you want us to cover your favorite King book, you can do that on our Patreon at patreon.com slash dairypublicradio. Before I get to our haiku, I want to ask that if you are enjoying our episodes that you please rate and review us on Apple or wherever you're listening because your reviews make us more visible to new listeners. Thank you to everyone who has done that already. As always, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dairy Public Radio and Twitter at Dairy Public. And don't forget to check out our store on Etsy at Dairy Public Radio. I'm pretty proud of it. We have a lot of cool stuff. And if you don't see something you want, let us know and we might be able to make it for you. Here's the haiku. Shattered hearts and teeth can eclipse a daughter's love. We do what we must. That's all for now, listeners. Goodbye.